You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. And thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Pound. Well, the big race in New Zealand yesterday went the way of the defending champ. Copy that, becoming the first horse since Lazarus to go back to back. He got an absolute flyer at the start. He was able to find the front, perfectly rated thereafter by Blair Orange. And he was able to take them all the way, holding off the gallant Australian Raider, Majestic Cruiser. Of course, he was the winner of the Blacks of Fag during our tab constellations here in the winter. Spankham third, Akuta the three-year-old running in fourth, self-assured was fifth. The other Aussie Raider, Rock and Roll Do, he got it all wrong at the start. He was always back towards the tail, officially finishing second last there. So copy that goes back to back. Ray Green, Blair Orange, raced by Mervyn and Meg Butterworth. He was able to claim the big one. The New Zealand trotting cup yesterday in front of a massive crowd there at Addington in Christchurch. Some of those other feature race winners yesterday, Don't Stop Dreaming was able to take out the Group 1 Sire Stakes final. Downing his stable, mate, probably a little unlucky as well, Sherlock. Altimedial third, Merlin was fourth. Uh, as far as the big trotting feature was concerned, this is the lead-up to the Dominion on Friday. Majestic man over the top of his rivals, beating Oscar Bonavina and Artie by the Hill. Bolt for Brilliance was fifth. He didn't pull up all that well, so much so he's now out of Friday's Dominion. It's now going to be a race against time, whether or not he's going to get to Melbourne for a shot at the Inter-Dominion. True Fantasy took out the Group 1 Neverly R Phillies final for Mark Purden, Hayden Cullen and Natalie Rasmussen. So that was some of the big results there yesterday. Just going back to copy that, he won't back up on Friday in the show day free-for-all. Those fields are now out. And just looking at the show day free-for-all, that comes through as race number 12. Again, it's a 13-race program. Rock and roll do gate five. Uh, I'll go through it. Elder Wise Guy, McAndrew Aviator. He's a sport. Cranbin, rock and roll do spank him. Self-assured, Smithy's Terror, got you covered. Second row runners, BD Joe, Henry Herbert, Old Town Road, and Majestic Cruiser. And the group one feature for the Trotters, the Dominion, stand start over the two miles. It's basically now a race in two with Bolt for Brilliance out. It's either going to be Muscle Mountain or Sunday Sun. Muscle Mountain draws gate one. Sunday Sun has a little bit more room. He's drawn out in gate number seven. So another big day coming through from Addington on Friday. We've got another great night of racing coming through from Elbion Park on Saturday night. Night two of the Tab Summer Carnival. What a way it was to start last Saturday night. Several features. Blacks of Dance taking the Beagle. Johnny Sprint. Speed dating coming out on top. In the Group 2, Peak of the Creek, the man that puts the polish on speed dating joins us now, Sean Grimsey. Sean, good morning. Congratulations. Yeah, good morning, Chris, and thank you. That's a big result, a Group 2 feature. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It was a great thrill. Um, somewhat unexpected um, prior to the heats, but after a run in the heats, I, I thought she only needed a little bit of luck and, yeah, she'd be all over him. Looking back at those heats, was she the best run out of both heats? Uh, you look at the sectionals, um, and she probably was. So what were the confidence levels like? Yeah, very high. Um, I thought, yeah, sectionally-wise, she was the, the best out of the heats. And obviously, like, um, a couple of the others did a bit more work in, like, Future Short and um, 
uh, the Mossdale horse and Targaryen. Like they'd all sort of done a bit more work in their heats and, and ran, ran really well as well. But, yeah, I thought we would just look like we were going to get a, a pretty good trip. It was just a matter of getting the space late. So barriers were picked by Connections uh, after the heats were staged last Thursday night. Top two went uh, to the heat winners and they come up with numbers one and two respectively. So were you confident with gate eight, the inside of the second row? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I figured we're either going to be behind the leader or three fence and um, the, they were going to run and, you know, it's hard to come through wide regardless. Even if you're just sitting 1-1, one, one, at some stage you've got to do something. So, yeah, I was happy to be in there. Now, interestingly, he probably gave us the uh, the lead straight away. Nathan Dawson drove taking care of business in heat one, which proved successful, and then he was aboard your mare in heat two. He opted for your mare in preference to taking care of business. So he gave the tip by uh, opting for your mare well before, uh, you know, the race started there on Saturday night. Yeah, well, that gave me a bit more confidence too when Nathan Nathan went with her. So, yeah, the, yeah when they got a choice, I suppose it's a good lead-up. Was it purely his choice, or did you have to put some pressure on to say, I'd like you to drive my mare? How did that go, come about? No, well, um, no, 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 he just no, he just said he'd drive her. Yeah, no, I didn't, um, no, no he, no, he just opted straight for her, so that was fine for me. Okay. Well, she's now a Group 2 winner, but let's go back. She's only a recent addition to the stable. She came up from Victoria previously prepared by David Miles. I've spoken to David since Saturday night. He said, you stole this man. Well, it looks that way now, doesn't it? <laughs> At the time, we did some bargaining. But yeah, she no, was cheap, though, good. wasn't she? Oh, yeah. Like, Well, I thought I thought she was um, like good value regardless. Like, We just bought her for the Saturday night mares races, really. And, and then to come out and win that race, well, yeah, she's just proved a real bargain. First up for the stable, she went directly. If she was unplaced there, what were your thoughts after that day? No, no, I was actually, um, I was really happy with her. We sort of, we hadn't done a whole lot of work with her, and we just, um, yeah, she she did everything right, and she finished off really well. Um, that was all we could hope for, and then, yeah, no, we, we were no, we were happy with that run. Everything was, as I say, we just bought a for the sort of Mayor's Quali and Band 5 races. So after that run, we thought well, we're not going to have any trouble winning a Mayor's Quali. So that was the main thing. And, um, yeah, it's just improved since then. And then you decided to to make her a travelling companion for a Teddy Disco. She went to Sydney and she had the two starts down there, first up, second, and then she took on the, uh, the Group 3 Thrift Stakes and she was unplaced there. But you were happy with both of those runs. So... Did that make her for the peak of the creek in in many ways? Oh, I think it did. Um, it, yeah, like first first start. Yeah, she was really good running second, um, and yeah, just just went down. So, and then yeah, racing um, like Bravia Kelly and uh, what Town Echo and like they went forty nine and a half that night and. They just didn't stop. Every time Every time she sort of looked like she could touch the bridle, um, they took off again. So, yeah, she she was only 22 metres behind Bravey Kelly and 10 metres behind Town, Town Echo that won the um, Golden Girl up here in the winter. So I thought her run was full of merit. 
Mm, yeah, it's a super form race. There's no doubt about it. And then she's come back up and she's tackled the peak of the creek. So second in the heat, yeah. slashing run. And then she comes out and wins the final. At the top of the straight, what were you thinking there? Because she looked like she was full of running. She just needed some space to work with. Yeah, well, I thought, um, yeah, like the um, Prince and Adam's drives were still going quite good around the turn. So I thought, oh, well, we'll get enough room. We should get into third. And then it was looking like second might be an option. And where Michelle and I were sitting watching the race, we, well, we didn't even think she'd won until, until your call said she had. Um, yeah, and obviously she won by a little bit in the end. So, yeah, that was good. Okay. So just going back to when you were looking for a mare to race up here, was it an easy sell uh, with speed dating? What what stood out for, for you with her? Oh, oh look, to be, um, I, I quite often just, like, watch a few races down south looking for mares, and I can't think when I watched a race, like, it was, it was quite a while ago, and I just put her in the back of my mind, and I was just having a look on the website there where they sell them, one day and she was there and obviously I'm good mates with David Miles so I thought I'll just give him a ring and yeah she said he said she was all good so she just fitted the bill it was, yeah a fair bit of luck involved as usual mm. is she an easy horse around the stables oh yeah yeah she's an absolute gem no she's fantastic like just mm. yeah easy eat strengths goes in the lead goes in the cart just yeah fantastic horse around the stable Next to no gear by the look of it, just a hood on? Yeah, just a hood and um, that's about it, really. Uh, set of boots. Yeah, no, she's pretty good. Good gated. Okay. Nice mare. All right, well, she's claimed that group too. She's going to back up this Saturday night and chase another group too. She's taking on the Forever Gold mares. This is the open feature. On paper, it looks a strong field. How do you think she's going to measure up? Uh, like Barry one would have been great. Um it's probably it looks a bit a bit stronger than last week with um little bliss and Jasper coming into it and Sarah Ann's form seems all right um I suppose a couple of the other mares like fairy Tinkerbell and dance of the sun that probably didn't go as well as you would have expected last week so that mixes the form up a bit but uh it just I suppose it just depends uh, where she can lob early but Going, Little Bliss has been going real well at Menangle. So, yeah, I think she's going to be hard for everyone to beat. Yeah, well, you would have seen her just recently on your trip down there. So, uh, you know what you're up against with Little Bliss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's pretty sharp. So, I think Troy's got her flying. So, see what happens. Gate four, uh, is that a little sticky? Um, Yeah, yeah, generally is gate four. I'm like... I'm not exactly sure how much gate speed she's got, but um, I suppose Nathan will find out. Um, we, we think we've got to go forward from there and just try and get as close to them as you can. They they tell me she's better in front, so but I don't I don't think we'll get there. But yeah, anyway, we'll go forward and see. Okay. Any uh, future plans after this Saturday night? You're just happy to get through to the other uh, Saturday night grade and just uh, pick them off if you can. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. Just. Um, but she's still only a 64 rater, so I suppose there might be some Friday, Tuesday type races in there for her. Um, I'll have a look at that, and but yeah, just just keep racing around. Like we we've had a bit of luck winning that race last weekend, so won't get too ambitious. 
Right. Ultimately, we look to breed from her, or could uh, you know uh, there be some sort of temptation to sell her to North America? Oh, I, I wouldn't breed. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, if you can sell them, that's great. Gives you the cash to buy the next ones. Okay. Your other runner on Saturday night is also lining up in a Group 2 feature, the Queensland Cup, Swaggy Shannon. Uh, he ran, uh, went around last week in the uh, the Be Good Johnny sprint. What did you make of the effort there? Oh, no, we, we were really happy with him. He, like I think only Uncle Shank, ran a quicker last half than him. Um, he's, yeah, no, he was good. Like, if he if he draws down on the fence, he's probably third or fourth. Um, yeah, so... It, like obviously, he's he's not the class horse of that race, but you can um, if he could have drawn down on the fence, he would have been somewhere near the prize money. But barrier three makes it a little bit hard. Um, yeah, so I'll just leave it up to Grant um, where he winds up, and just hopefully he runs on all right. Okay, the other race on Saturday night, which I thought we might have uh, seen one of your runners step out, is the. Uh, uh, the three-year-old Colts and Geldings Classic. Talking about Teddy Disco, it's a field of seven, but he's not there. So what are future plans for Teddy Disco? How's he come uh, back from Sydney? Yeah, no, he's um, well, he's come back. He's come back real good. Um, yeah, hasn't stopped eating and and running around the paddock. Um, originally, we probably would have sort of looked at these races, and then, but after sort of hearing what other three-year-olds could be doing going forward. We decided to give him a couple of weeks off and, and have a crack at the chariots in February. And I just thought it'd be a, a bit hard to um, line up this week and, and sort of keep pressing forward. Yeah, like they were pretty solid runs down there in Sydney. Um, although he's pulled up well, you, the, the rest never hurts anyone. So, yeah, we just give him a couple of weeks off and then start getting organised for the chariots. Okay. You mentioned there, you know, you're sort of changing a little bit because of what others are doing. Because Leap to Fame is not going to chase the chariots, does that sort of, you know, make you sort of think a little differently with Teddy Disco? Is that the main reason you're sort of looking at the, the chariots now? Because, you know, Leap to Fame's not going there? Oh, 100%. Like, he, once um, he's not going, like, he's, he's just phenomenal, that horse, like, if we can go aim at a race worth 250000 and don't have to race Leap to Fame, uh, I think I'd be foolish not to. Um, yeah, you, I, I don't know under what circumstances you could possibly think you could, we could beat him anyway. So, yeah, that sort of changed it. And then like, you, a few of the other ones, I suppose, from down south, like Captain Ravishing and Catch a Wave, like I don't know what they'll, they'll be doing, they, um, whether they'll head that way. They've got... Well, Catch a Wave might looks like he's spelling now, I suppose. But Cap, yeah, Captain Ravishing has got that series now. So whether they'll rest him after that, I'm not sure. And then obviously um, Ultimate Ronnie was super the other night. So if whether they head there, but I think our horse is competitive with the rest of them. Once you sort of get leap to fame out of it, and well, Captain Ravishing's like exceptional as well. And I imagine he'd be great over the mile, but yeah, hopefully he doesn't go. They'll leaving it up a bit. Okay, you've raced Leap to Fame a number of times now with Teddy Disco. In your opinion, how good is Leap to Fame? Oh, 
well, like I, I can't. Like you, you talk about three. I'd like courage on the fire a long time ago. Like it was obviously undefeated right through his two and three year old year. But he used to lead a lot of the times. But like leap to fame's, you know, he won a New South Wales Derby. Sort of just going forward and and coming off the speed, and he just smashed him. And then up here, he had a bad draw and just went round and sat parked and was too good for him. And and then when he he drew a bit better in Victoria, like he just led in one. So. He's just faultless, which which obviously makes him uh, nearly unbeatable. Um, as three-year-olds, I, I can't really think of a three-year-old that would be any better than him that I've seen. Um, yeah, he's right up there. So hopefully he, su- he takes the next step. Yeah, absolutely. Did, did he surprise you in any way, shape or form with the way he was able to win that Breeders' Challenge final last time? No, no, not, not, not at all. Like once he sort of he, he got that spot early, and Grant could just go when he wanted to go. Um, yeah, he, he was sort of. I thought he'd be too good for him. Yeah, he's a great horse. Yeah, no question. So Teddy Disco, just a little fresh and up, and then the chariots. That's the next big target for him. That's the plan. Right on, right on. Well, hopefully there's more feature race glory just around the corner for you. You tasted it last week. Uh, you never know, yeah. you might be able to get it again on the weekend. Fingers crossed. Oh, that'd be great. All right. I really appreciate the time this morning. Uh, we'll see you trackside. No worries. Thanks, Chris. See ya. There's Sean Grimsey joining us. So speed dating, taking out the peak of the creek. And Teddy Disco has a little spell. So that's not. Uh, that's the reason why he's not lining up on Saturday night. The chariots of fire. Now the main aim for that star three-year-old who's about to turn four at the end of the year. Darren Clayton joins us each and every Wednesday. Darren, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you today? Really well. It's another massive program this Saturday night. Yeah, 11 races and the last race near 11 o'clock, I I think it is. So, yeah, I'll have to uh, get a few matchsticks for the eyes come around that time for me anyway. (laughs) Any shots last week with you, uh, Speed Dating? Did that surprise you, seeing her win the peak of the creek? Black Sedans did what most expected? Yeah, I think Speed Dating, like, off the back of that heat run where she went back in the early stages and and really rattled home. Once she was drawn down on the pegs there, she was always going to just need that little bit of luck and and the tempo that that arrived. And, uh, yeah, perfect drive by Nathan Dawson, split the gap and and went straight through and... um, for anyone who's on social media, I'd recommend getting on the uh, and having a look. There's Nathan Dawson's drive on speed dating is available, and they've got the telemetry which shows the speed and the distance, and it's really a good watch and puts you right in the driver's seat uh, behind that horse. It really is a give you a, a real good feel of what it's like to sit behind one of these horses. Where do we find that, Darren? Uh, that is on PSP. Uh, videos, the the film crew, their Twitter page. It's also on their uh, Facebook page, so PSP uh, video. And I think Racing Queensland have also put it on their social media channels, um, Twitter and Facebook as well. So, yeah, you can go to that and have a little bit of a look and, and see what it's like to sit behind these speed machines. All right, you can check it out. Uh, let's uh, just go through the uh, the business tonight. We've got a uh, big 10 race program at Redcliffe tonight. We start at 5.23. Where do we find your best bet? 
I thought Midway Point Race Five, the uh, it's Cup Day at the Bay Final. There was three heats held at their non-tab meeting there at Redcliffe, and this is the final of that. Bella Bronski, horse number one, she gets a gate, um, really good gate speed mare. Pete McMullen has driven her previously for Richie Williams, knows the mare, gets the gate. I think he can take them all the way. Race five, horse number one, Bella Bronski. Okay, currently 280 with Tab. That's race five, number one. Anything else standing out for you? Yeah, there's one that's just, a, a, I thought, a little bit over the price at the moment. Uh, that's a little bit earlier in a race number three. It's horse number five, Senor Jujon, finds a, a suitable race. He was going for three on the bounce there last time out and um, just went off stride, copped a, a bit of interference, didn't get it all right, and he wasn't beaten too far in the end. He was only 10 metres away, but... Uh, his efforts prior, he won from gate six two starts back where he powered over the top. There's a bit of early speed to his inside here. If Adam Sanderson can just find a, a position relatively cheaply, um, there's no reason why this horse can't win again. Race three, horse number six, Senor Jujon. $5, $1.95 the place. The quality, I'm tipping we're going to go one out here with Bill Bronski in that opening leg. Yeah, happy to happy to go with that. If you were looking for others, well, two Gabby's Ideal and three Press Statement drawn directly to her outside come to mind, but I'm happy with going one out there with number one, Bella Bronski. Uh, the second leg, I think the winner comes from one of two horses. Um, I've got number six, Studley Patricia, on top, purely off the back of the fact that she is a little bit fitter. She's had a couple of runs, really caught the eye on debut um, and, and really hit the line well and then uh, she was able to, to get it right second up. So she's the, the threat to number four. She's a Bonnie Sheila. Now, this filly, or she's a mare now for Barb Barry. Barb's got her team back at the track. Last seen back in 2020, and that was in the two-year-old triad final. She won one race as a two-year-old. She's a Bonnie Sheila and placed three times. She's trialled well in preparation. Uh, the, the only concern is the fitness, but uh, otherwise she's the, the big chance. So four and six, third leg race seven. Um, Delight of Rani, she was a first up uh, performer last week. She was first up in three years and just narrowly defeated there, not far away. She'll be fitter for the run, drawn wide. It's not that hard a maiden for her, uh, put her in there. There's a dangerous, probably number three, Ghost Train, who, who can get to the front, I thought, and he's the danger. So we'll just go three and six. And the last leg, race eight, uh, a little bit of a tricky one. I've got number two lurking on top. Um, he probably gets his chance here. Not sure entirely on his gate speed. Number one, Eastbro Tex, continues to be a disappointment, but uh, he's got gate one again. He's led three in three of his four Queensland starts, but come up short each time. So we're... We'll throw him in. Jamaican Resort got the job done for us last week, but goes back to the second line this time around and throw in my old favourite, number four, Bertles Firefox. So play wide that last leg. I think that is a little bit of a tricky one. One, two, four, eight. OK, so just repeating your quaddy numbers tonight. They are at the gates here, Bendigo, race one. One only in that opening leg, then four and six into three and six. And we bring it home with numbers one, two, four and eight. The best bet is race five, number one, Bella Bronski. And the value play comes up in race three. It's four, six, Senor Jujon. Darren, uh, they're at the gates here, Bendigo race one. We've got a lot to talk about on Friday because we're going to preview that big card coming through on Saturday night. So I look forward to that chat because a couple of those races look very interesting. Yeah, certainly. And 
Uh, the drawers certainly sort of sort a few of them out, so have to get the thinking cap on between now and then.